Hey, welcome to In Doubt. This week we chat with director of Christian Heritage London, Ben Virgo, on the historical reformation and also what needs to be reformed today. When Luther rediscovered that, that we could be saved by the perfect work, that, that we put our faith, we're saved by faith in him and his perfect work, that changed everything. Hey everyone, my name is Isaac, host of In Doubt. At In Doubt, we strive to bring the gospel into the relevant issues of life and faith that we face every day, cultivating conversation. We are now on episode 83, and we're going to keep moving forward because having important conversations on pertinent issues is still and always a crucial thing today. Anyways, we also want to hear from you in regards to what topics and issues you're working through or maybe you're just curious about. Uh, you know, we take all of our emails and online messages seriously, so we'll for sure get back to you. You can do that most easily through messaging us on Facebook or Twitter, but you can always email us at info at or even, get this, you can call us. You can do that at 1-800-663-2425. Seriously. Anyways, today we are talking with Ben Virgo. Ben lives in London and we're going to get to know him more in just a moment. But we talk about a recent book he's edited called Freedom Movement. It's almost like an evangelistic tract. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like a little small book that displays the gospel. But anyways, this small book goes through the life of Martin Luther in a creative and sort of a vibrant way. It was written by Michael Reeves, who did a really good job at it. Anyways, our conversation gets into the book, also gets into the Reformation, the gospel, and also what needs to be reformed today in the church. Also, I asked him what the spiritual climate was like in England today, and we, we actually made his answer into an article. So, although you won't necessarily hear his answer to that question, you'll be able to read it online at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada, or indoubt.com if you live in the States. Well, here's my conversation with Ben Virgo. With me today is Ben Virgo, the director of Christian Heritage London. Uh, ben recently edited a small book called Freedom Movement, and it's this book that our conversation will kind of revolve around, uh, sort of. Uh, anyways, thanks for being with me today, Ben. Hey, it's, it's really great to have some time with you, Isaac. Bless you. Oh, thank you. Uh, like, where are you calling from, by the way, just so we can know? We don't often uh, talk to people that are halfway around the world, so. Well, I tell you what, the extraordinary thing is this. I am sitting in the church building associated with the conversion of John Wesley. I'm no sitting way. in the middle. Yeah, I'm in the middle of the city of London. The city is the old Roman part of London, Interesting. Uh, which is, you know, goes back to Roman times. And uh, in the streets around us here, I can yeah. literally go down the road and go to the place where William Tyndale's New Testaments were burned. Oh. Down another road, and I can go to where William Wilberforce met John Newton. Down another road, I can talk about where where Cranmer was put on trial. Down another road, I can, it, it's extraordinary. So we take people on walks through this history and yeah. tell the stories as we go. So yeah, I'm actually in the middle of a church. I'm sitting in an office in the church building associated with Wesley conversion. That's so cool. You're just making us mm. jealous over here. I mean, <laughs> you have so much rich history there. Like over here, we're in Vancouver, you know, and uh, at least on the east coast of North America, you have a little bit more history, but the farther you go west, the less and less it comes. So uh, oh, you're just making us jealous over here. But anyways, uh. um, you, you've, you've talked a little bit, but why don't you just let us know a little bit more about who you are, Ben, um, and maybe maybe quickly how you met Jesus as well and sort of what you're up to, what you're up to now. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, my, I am a husband to one wife, uh, 
I've Good. been father to seven children. Our first son died when he was a baby, so I'm now father to six, uh, whose ages are 17 down to four okay. as of today. And um, the uh, yeah, we are planting a church in East London. Oh, wow. We live on what's called an estate. I don't know if you have that word in Canada. In America, they call them the projects. We live between tower blocks. Tower? Well, um, you know, we live between blocks. Essentially, the people who live around us 90% of them are Bangladeshi Muslims oh, and we're trying to plant a church among them. Wow. And um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very slow trajectory, which we're on. Wow. And, uh, but we can, we continue to believe that the potent model, which God has given in the Bible is the local church. Mm. So we're not just standing far away and posting, you know, flyers through doors. We are among the people cool. and we continue to pray for them. And one great example we get from history, Isaac, is that Many people who went for the long game, they were vindicated later on, and yeah. the Lord blessed them. So we okay. continue to hope and pray, and, and our children are growing up in that context. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. And how, how did you how did you come to meet Jesus in the first place? Well, it's an interesting question. I I myself was brought up in a believing family. My okay. dad leads a group of churches called New Frontiers. Yeah, they've got about fifteen hundred churches internationally. And it's an ex- it is a very um, in, uh, impressive uh, group of churches in, in the mm. sense of it's uh, there's a stability and there's there's something of a DNA across the churches. They uh, they coming from them. You've got characters like uh, Stuart uh, Townend. You know that name? Yep. Oh yeah. The hymn writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was part of the church, one of the churches. Uh, uh, Matt Redman goes to a Nat- okay. New Frontiers church. Um, Andrew Wilson, I don't know if you know that name. Yep, He's a yep. writer. Yeah, various other guys are part of New Frontiers churches. My brothers are uh, leaders in, in New Frontiers churches. I grew up in in that environment, very much with a front seat to um, to to to, uh, to to leadership of a pioneering movement. Right. But um, uh, I myself, um, uh, when I was fifteen, <laughs> I contracted viral pneumonia and pleurisy, oh, nearly God. died. Yeah, yeah, I was very ill. Uh, and I kind of used that as an excuse to turn against the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I, it, was a, it was a convenient excuse. Yeah, in a sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, looking back, you know, that's, what, that's my perspective. But when I was, uh, and I, so I wasted a few years of just mm-hmm. sort of foolish, uh, 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 impulsive living. And then at the age of 19, um, does the name John Wimber mean anything to you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he was the leader of a, a group of churches called Vineyard. Mm. He was a great friend of my dad. And John Wimber said to my dad, how is how is Ben? And uh, my dad said he, he's not doing well. And he said, well, is he interested in music? Mm. And my dad said, he's only interested in music. <laughs> and so I was in my bands trying to make uh, make it something happen with music. Right. So he said, would he like to tour America? With, we have the best Christian rock band in America, in our church at the American. We'd like to tour with them, uh, sort of helping out, carrying things, you know. Yeah. So my dad asked me, and I, I toured with these guys. They were an incredible band. They were called wow. The Violet Burning. Wow. And they were great musicians, but night by night, as they stood up in front of crowds of people, they would start, the singer would start to talk about Jesus, and he'd start to talk about the cross. Yeah. And this is what he'd say, Isaac. He would say, you've probably seen a picture of Jesus on a cross, and he always looks like he's kind of fallen asleep and always looks peaceful. Yeah. Well, the, the Bible says this. He was beaten beyond human likeness. 
His face was marred more than any man. And it's like, it was like a face you wouldn't, you would turn away from. You wouldn't want to look at it. It was yeah. horrifying. Yeah. And then he was crucified. And now at this time, you see, Isaac, by this time, I was thinking I was beyond saving. I right. thought I, I've heard the gospel and I've turned away. Yeah. There's no way back. But what this guy was saying was he was describing something that was comprehensive. Right. He was describing something which was, this was never meant to be, I've done my bit. Now you do your bit. You right, know? right. This right. was always meant to be. This is enough. This mm -hmm. was that was the point. It was horrifying. Wow. And so night by night, I was hearing this, and I was living with these guys in this band, and they weren't self righteous. They were just, well, this is this is enough. This wow. that changes everything for us. Very cool. So after yeah. a, after a month, I I went forward and I responded. So that was my um that was how I came to um, put my hope in Christ. That's awesome. And um, yeah, yeah, That's that a was cool my, story. a big moment. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and also, we've mentioned that you're the director of Christian Heritage London. So uh, just before, again, we get into our kind of formal, I should say, conversation, what is Christian Heritage London all about? Yeah, well, uh, it is a great, funny thing, isn't it, um, Isaac, that I'm, I'm planting this tiny little house church, you know? Yeah in our estate, but I'm involved in this international ministry. Yeah. But I think there's something healthy about that, Isaac, that, you know, you get a guy who's, you know, not just sitting in the back of a church on a Sunday, but he's pushing right. and at the same time involved in these ministries. What Christian Heritage London does is we use the history of what God has done in London to tell people the gospel. Mm. And I think it's absolutely biblical. You look at um, Hebrews 13 and it says, remember the leaders who went before you, yeah. consider the yeah. outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Yeah. So what we do is we we tell these people stories. So mm -hmm. literally we go to the places where, you know, Wilberforce sat down and poured his heart out to Newton. Yeah. And the thing is, Isaac, what people tend to say now is they say, we, we need another Wilberforce. Right. But they don't know what the original one was like. Right. I'll tell you, like, for example, they don't know that in his own lifetime, Wilberforce was considered to be the funniest man in London. Really? He was, yeah, he was consistently, he was con completely spontaneous. He would speak for three hours without notes. <laughs> he was, he was totally disorganized. Um, he was always late. <laughs> oh my goodness. He was great with children. Now the, the point is, Isaac, every time I tell someone this, they yeah. always smile. They yeah. always laugh yeah. because they can relate to that. You know, sure. I know what yeah. that's like, but the point is Wilberforce himself said, it wasn't me. It was the Lord. I was just there. You know, mm -hmm. I put my face in him and he did the work. Mm -hmm. Now, when you hear that as part of a beleaguered little, uh, you know, as a, as a Christian in a, in a community which hates the gospel, yeah. and you hear, here's a guy, he just hoped in Christ. He delighted in Christ. Yeah. And he was like you. It encourages them, Isaac. That's so and that's cool. biblical. Yeah. You remind you, what does God call himself in the Bible? I am the God of Abraham and mm -hmm. Isaac and Jacob. He wants us to remember the people of faith. That's so good. And that's... So that's what we do, and we, as well as taking people on walks, we we take uh, we take we put on events, yeah. And because we are not um, associated with a denomination, we can serve all all the cool. denominations. I love it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. So good. And yeah, so that's those are some of the things we do, and yeah. And as a result, we we have a really special kind of um, position in London because no one else is really serving all of London's churches. Right. They're pretty much in their own silos, if that's the term mm, you use there. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they're in their own kind of, uh, um, which is great. Bless them. They should be focused on their vision. Yeah. But as a result, you sometimes don't get the the, the blending of right. um, of of all the great 
strengths yeah. and, uh, and so on. Yeah. That's good. And I, I, even as you say that, I'm looking forward to later on in our conversation when I ask you a little bit about the spiritual climate uh, in England, because maybe that gives you a little bit better uh, uh, benefit of now looking around and sort of seeing everything because you kind of work with a lot of them. So anyways, yes, I, I look forward to that. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, Ben, you were featured uh, in the promo video of a new book called Freedom Movement that I've that I've seen there and, and also are credited with being the editor. So what, first of all, for people that haven't, uh, they don't know about this book yet, what, what is Freedom Movement and what, what is sort of the, uh, the main point of this little book? Yeah, the main point is this. Uh, last year was the Queen's 90th birthday, which I expect you know in Canada there. Did they, did they do anything? Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> Not really, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> which is kind of sad, but it's true. We don't really, I mean, we, uh, the, the point is, we were not especially interested in the Queen's birthday, but <laughs> friends of ours in uh, another uh, ministry in the Midlands of England mm-hmm. thought, hey, this could be an opportunity for evangelism. Mm. So they put out a book, which uh, it, it said, this is a commemorative book <laughs> to honor the Queen on her 90th birthday. And mm. the book was called The Servant Queen and the King She Serves. Wow. Now, the, the idea was, you see, that churches would buy this this book en masse and then give them out. Right. And it hit. It absolutely hit the sweet spot. Churches across this country got loads of copies and just put them through their neighbors' doors or gave wow. them away. And it was an extraordinary success. A million amazing. copies were, were printed and distributed. So cool. Which kind of puts it, yeah, it puts it up on a, on, on a alongside Cross of Christ by John Stott. And so in, in terms of right. numbers, it's incredible. But um but it gave me an idea, and that's this. This year, we have another um, anniversary, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot talk about the Reformation without talking about the gospel. It's right. all about the gospel. Right. But, um, but all, the, all the events that are being put on this year to commemorate the anniversary are for believers. You know? mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, it, you tend to find conferences are being put on for believers. And essentially, right. the only people who would go would be people who already agree, essentially, with what the Reformation is about. Right. But the Reformation... This anniversary gives us a great opportunity to say to people, do you know what that was about? Right. Now, I, I, Michael Reeves uh, is a great writer. Mm. He is a responsible historian, and he writes, uh, frankly, luminous, brilliant, glorious, short books. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so his book on the Trinity, which uh, in this country is called The Good God, mm. um, is, a, is the shortest book I've read on the Trinity. And I would probably say it's best, the wow. best, because wow. it draws out for us the beauty of what we've been drawn into. It draws out for us what God is like, and mm. it feeds your soul as you read it. So I got onto Michael, and I've, I knew Michael from some work I'd done before, and uh, he's a very nice bloke. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, um, I said, Michael, how about this? We copy this queen idea. And he said, I'm supposed to be writing another book, but I'll write this one first, <laughs> which was great. Nice. So, so we got the book out. And what it does is it describes what happened to Luther. It mm. describes the darkness of his soul, mm-hmm. which each one of us can relate to. You know, mm. we, we all know what it is to, to, have, to, to find, to, to ask the big questions right. and to find ourselves thinking, where, where is God? How do I fit in with this? And is he with me? Is he for me? And Luther, he, he was tortured by these questions and he right. looked and looked into the Bible. Mm-hmm. And there he found the glory of the gospel. Cool. Now, of course, yeah. So, so what, what, um, what, what Reeves does is he, he describes what it was that Luther found, 
draws out the beauty and then he talks about how that spread and how it changed everything yeah. there's a beautiful little chapter called transformed lives transformed world and then he, he starts talking about free education abolition hospitals mm. the arts and the, the, he's a, that lovely bit on the music of bach and how these things blessed the world again right. and again and again but each time he talks about uh, what they did he talks he shows how each one of these reformers how each one of these great believers rejoiced in the gospel right. they weren't just um they weren't just church attenders who 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 essentially were politicians right. you know, they weren't just right. nominal yeah. they rejoiced in christ yeah. and, the, and and at the end there is no kind of right what are you going to do where's you pray the prayer here right. at the end he just sort of he finishes it and you are so it is a very um i, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a canadian term as well but it's uh, the British term is cringy. It's not at all cringy. You know, when you, when you give something to someone, you think, oh, you're so embarrassed. Oh, it's a bit rubbish, but yeah, I've got to give it to you. you know? Right, right. And you kind, <laughs> right, of, right, you right. kind of cringe. Right, okay, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but in, in this instance, this is completely non-cringy because the, the, the text is beautiful. Mm. The design is contemporary and it's short. And, you know, I'm frustrated, Isaac, when, when people tell me, oh, I, I don't believe in Christianity. But they don't even know what the gospel is. Right. And th this helps you to show people this is what our yeah. people believed. Yeah. These are our people. And, and look what they did. You know? yeah. And it's, um, it, and it, you don't have to feel un uncomfortable about it. It's brilliant. It's very right. encouraging. That's awesome. So, so okay, I love this. And you, you have such a, um, uh, a benefit as well of living in London where, uh, I mean, it's, obviously the Reformation didn't take place in necessarily London, but parts of it mm. did. Uh, not obviously Martin Luther and Calvin, but some others. So, how did the Reformation unveil the gospel? Yeah, well, at that time, you know, you talk about 500 years ago, 1517, um, old people did not die in sterile, comfortable, anesthetized conditions in hospitals. They died slowly, painfully in mm. the community, often within the earshot of people around whom they'd lived. Right. Um, if you had children, you would expect half to survive. Right. Um, there was a stench everywhere. Sewers were not um, viable. And getting clean water was not easy. You see, right. This is a different world. I think it was Hobbes who said life was nasty, brutish, and short. Mm. And in that world, people used to go to church because essentially you wanted to, you wanted to get well, what, what people would probably call luck now. They might have called it, mm. you might want to get blessing. Right. They didn't know what was going on when they went to church. Right. They would just show up because it was their religious duty. And at the front was a clean bloke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he, he would speak Latin. You wouldn't know what he was saying, but he would speak Latin. And you would essentially, if you went, you might find good things happen. Do you think? Yeah. And essentially you would equate, it was almost like, uh, super, it was just superstition. Right, right. And what was happening was in that world came Luther and he mm. found God is not an arbitrary force out there who might be for you today might be against you another he's showed us that he is for people mm. he has sent his son into the world he hasn't just said i love you he's done it right. jesus christ came so that right. he could take punishment to save sinners yeah. and that i mean that is love i mean this is love you know not that we've loved him but he has loved us and it was that discovery that luther found it's not just i this is how you behave Right. If it was about how we should behave, we all <laughs> would lose any chance. But right. Christ has behaved perfectly, yeah. and He has taken the wrath so that we can have His righteousness. It's a, and when when Luther rediscovered that, yeah. that we could be saved by the perfect work, yeah. that, that we put our faith, we're saved by faith in the in Him and His perfect work. 
Right. That changed everything. Right. Uh, it changed everything. But the wonderful thing, Isaac, is that it, it, first of all, it changed him. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the order of things, isn't it? He right. found, yeah, this has changed my soul. And then he's, he's frustrated when people would be preaching something which was less than that. Yeah. No, yeah, for and sure. One of the things which Reeves points out in the text is, he says, this is, he put the 95 theses up on the door of Wittenberg Cathedral. And he said, these things, if we don't believe these things, we will not be happy. Christians will not be happy. Mm, <laughs> and that that's was, so good. I, the people who are running the book in, for us in America are desiring God. And yeah. they, when they first spoke to us, they said, the word happy appears a lot in this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which they like, you know, yeah. they love happy. Yeah. So, uh, so that was the, um, that was how it, how it started. Yeah. And then of course, um, uh, and the lovely thing about that, Isaac, is that um, that is, it's not a new idea. That was yeah. the idea of the early church. These yeah. were people who, because of their joy in Christ, they lived differently and the world couldn't miss it. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Um, you know, in, in looking through Freedom Movement, because uh, I was able to get it on my iPad and I was flipping through it, kind of reading different parts. And it's true, uh, Reeves does write very well and I really enjoyed uh, reading what I did. It, it has a very sort of vibrant feel, you know, the, strong colors, you know, um, lots of cool sketches that I find are fascinating, cool typography, like every beginning of a new, or every couple pages is massive block letters. And I guess the question is, why did you choose to tell the story of the Reformation and the gospel this way? Yeah, well, I think because uh, it makes it easier to give away, and and uh, we we got a, I've, I have worked in branding myself, and so I have access to some uh, some great designer yeah. friends, and and essentially because I trusted the designer, I said, I tell you what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get involved. This is your world. Go wow. for it. <laughs> and so I think the guy he liked that. He yeah. really, and so he took off and did these great things, yeah. and um, there there were a couple of little uh, things I suggested. So. He made it as contemporary as possible, and he works secularly. Yeah. So there's there are no sort of sunsets and kittens. It's all quite. Sure. Um, it looks quite quite cool. Yeah. Me. No, it does. It, it really does. And I'm just yeah. thinking, like, that's any designer's like dream that you know you get uh, you know work given to you, and they say just literally do whatever you want, and we'll go with that. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. is a designer's dream. So uh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And the the cool thing was that also the, the whole team. I mean, the Lord has blessed the thing. It's mm. like the, the team that came together. I kind of had the idea and steered it through. But Michael, you know, we couldn't have done it without Michael. Yeah, he did it. Of course. And then the designer, David, brilliant. Yeah. And then um, the, the the publisher in the UK, uh, Jonathan Carswell, 10 of those, mm. he's an evangelist. Okay. And he, he essentially said, oh, just, just make it happen. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> so good. There was no one really anywhere saying, oh, I don't think we should do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. No one was very, I mean, it's very unusual, Isaac, to find British people being so kind of, <laughs> so risky <laughs> and taking such uh, yeah. such steps. But it, it was really, uh, it, that was the, the really exciting. It was, that was a joy to, to, yeah. to, to, to be about. And frankly, Isaac, it is, it is kind of taking off. Yeah. Oh, um, I so know good. that, I know last week they, they sold uh, in five days, 9,000 copies were sold. Awesome. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Hey, Ben, as we sort of wrap this conversation up, there's two more questions I want to ask you. Um, the first one is this, uh, being that this is the Reformation's 500th anniversary, which we've established, what areas do you personally think the church still sort of needs to quote unquote reform in? This is one thing I would say, Isaac, and this is a special, and I think you'll like this because I've listened to some of your stuff. Okay, it, it's this: um, the the reformers, the great reformers. Think of characters like Luther. Think of Jonathan Edwards. Some of these great guys. 
they rejoiced in this stuff. Yeah. They were not just dotting I's and crossing T's. Yeah. And, and I, want, I would love it if everyone he- who hears this would see that really the, the point, the conclusion, the end, the purpose of everything they got was their eternal enjoyment of Christ. Mm. You, re- you read some of the stuff which Jonathan Edwards wrote, it's, he's worshipping as he writes. Oh, you yeah. know it. Yeah. And that's the fact. Now, the, and, and sadly, um, the, the, the reformers get a bad reputation. You, you, know, you saw John Piper's um, uh, endorsement of the book. He says, you know, the reason people aren't smiling, in the, the reformers aren't smiling in their pictures is because no one smiled before the 1960s right. for their pictures. <laughs> and, and the fact yeah. is, they get a bad rap, and it's mm. partly because um, I think people who have followed them yeah. have it's almost like they've picked up the they've picked up the the secondary stuff mm. um uh, rather than getting the heart the yeah. heart of it is yeah. rejoicing in christ That's if you listen good. to tim keller you, you, find this, you, you listen to keller or piper yeah oh yeah you listen you listen to these guys you find the the, 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 the therefore of yeah. hearing their preaching is worship yes oh completely <laughs> and, uh, and that's what these guys, that's what these reformers got. So I would say if there needs to be a reformation, I would love it to be uh, in our time, yeah. the going back to the reformers' delight in Christ. And that is something which we, I mean, I, you know, frankly, if I had said that 25 years ago, I think people might have thought I was being uh, frivolous. But the sure. wonderful <laughs> thing is, Isaac, that we now live in the day of Keller, Piper, these guys who are saying this. Yeah. Uh, so do you good. get my point? Yes. So, oh, they, the guys who used to talk about the Reformation, they used to be, they, they used to be dour and p- yeah. pedantic and, and some, they, they were not known for their joy. Yeah. But that we're now living in a time when people are saying, look at the joy, look at the beauty. Yeah. And they're kind of, it's almost like they're, um, yeah, yeah, I want to go off into saying something uh, ir- irresponsible because they're so talking. Right, <laughs> talking in terms right. of, Have you seen this one? Have you seen this? Yeah, this? yeah. No, and I hear you. And it, it, they're, they're so enjoying this. Now that would be a that would be a reformation, wouldn't it? If you I saw people oh, who yeah. weren't just planting churches so they could pull down the other church, but sure. they could say, "Look, look, I want you to see him. I yeah. want you to see him." Well, it touches that the heart, right? And I love that, and that's that's what it's about. It's that delighting in the Lord. I mean. For sure. So I, I love that. It's so good. And anyway, and just in general, Ben, obviously, thanks you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Um, if you're listening right now and if you're interested in freedom movement, and as Ben said, just I think last week they sold 9,000. That's awesome. Um, you can head to cruciformpress.com if you live in Canada or if you live in the States or desiringgod.org and under their book section, you can find it there as well. And I'll put all the relative links to Christian Heritage London uh, on the episode page as well. But anyway, Ben, I just want to say thank you. And I, I really do hope to talk to you soon because that was a lot of fun. Oh, bless you, sir. And it's been I, I, all the best to you and your ministry there, Isaac. It's wonderful that you're trying to serve people in the way you are. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Bless you, sir. That was Director of Christian Heritage London, Ben Virgo. Now, everything you need to know about our conversation, including the entire transcription of the conversation, is on our episode page. So the other day, I decided to check out the number of downloads of the episodes on In Doubt and kind of see which ones were the top so it can kind of helps us, you know, know what kind of issues and topics and guests people want to listen in on. So some of the top issues and things were like Bible study, grief and suffering, marijuana, and alcohol. Now, some of these shows were influenced by, you know, just having a guest on there that everyone knows and wants to listen to. But still, it's interesting to know uh, for us what people want to listen to. Uh, why don't you let us know how you believe the gospel fits 
fits into one of these areas. How do you see the gospel addressing grief and suffering or marijuana or alcohol? You know, we'd love to start a conversation with you. Again, you can reach us through our Facebook or Twitter or email. And our email again is at info at and if you listen to In Doubt on iTunes, it would be awesome for you to rate and review our show. It helps a lot, so thank you in advance. Also, everything we do at In Doubt, the audio show, our articles, newsfeed blogs, video projects, live events, and so on, all of these things obviously cost us a lot of money, yet we give it out for free. All the money it takes to do these things is actually donated from people who believe in our mission. Maybe you feel like this is a ministry you'd like to partner with financially. If that's the case, just click the donate button at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada or indoubt.com if you live in the States. Well, I'm Isaac, and next week we talk with pastor and author and longtime blogger at Desiring God, Jonathan Parnell, on how the gospel fulfills our deepest longings. Indoubt Ministries exist to bring a biblical perspective into the relevant issues of life and faith that young adults face every day. For more information, check out indoubt.ca if you live in Canada and indoubt.com if you live in the U.S.